Welcome to our weekly three-minute therapy podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I help people with emotional and behavioral problems, including anxiety, depression, anger, procrastination, and addictions. And uh, I do this uh, podcast every week. Usually I have my partner here, Mick Berry, but he's not here today. And um, it's based on REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, which, is a, which was a radical form of therapy when Albert Ellis devised it in the 1950s. And since then, it's become very popular under the rubric cognitive behavior therapy. The basic premise is that our emotions don't come from situations but our emotions come from thinking about situations. So if you're anxious about something, say you're anxious about driving three hours to get to where you want to go, and uh, it's not the driving or the possibility of getting lost or possible accident that makes you anxious, but rather it's your thinking about it. I must be safe, I must not have an accident, I must not get lost, I must uh, get there on time. And it's this kind of must thinking, thinking in terms of absolutes, that cause our emotional problems. And uh, so what I help people do is question, challenge, <clears throat> excuse me, question, challenge, and contradict their musts, their demands, and show themselves that it's never things that you would like to happen that have to happen, but rather uh, it just would be unfortunate, disappointing if it doesn't happen, not the end of the world. So when you're working on an emotional problem, identify your must, identify your should, and if you're feeling anxious or depressed or angry, that's a red flag saying you have a must or should there, and then question it, challenge it, and contradict it, because ultimately, no must, no shoulds make sense. Just our preferences make sense. There's nothing that must happen. The only way that would be the case would be if you ran the universe, then things would have to be the way you want them to be. But barring that, since you're just an imperfect mortal human, uh, it, things are not always going to be the way you want them to be, and they don't have to be. Today, we're going to be discussing friendships and REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy. And uh, to start, we'll use, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll use the problem separation technique. And that says, as we go through life, we have various practical problems, getting up on time, not getting, not being late for work, staying healthy, maintain friendships. Uh, so we have these practical problems. But then being imperfect humans, we often escalate the practical problems into emotional problems. We make ourselves anxious about oversleeping, or we make ourselves depressed about another day at work. So we create these emotional problems about the practical problems 
with our demands, with our musts and shoulds. Now, if you'd like to make or maintain friendships, there are a few ways to approach that. One is to use the problem separation technique and see if you're anxious about making friends or maintaining friendships. So suppose uh, you run into someone in the neighborhood or at work and uh, you think you might like to be friends with them or try a friendship with them. Then if you, uh, so the first step is to suggest something to them. Let's get together for coffee or um, let's meet again outside of work. And uh, so the emotional problem is anxiety about doing that, about being assertive and asking the other person to see if they're interested. And the reason you might be anxious is you might be worried about rejection and you have a must there. I absolutely must not be rejected. I prefer not to be, but if I am, it's not the end of the world. So show yourself that there are no musts and reduce it just to a practical problem, uh, which is using techniques to maintain friendships. And so first technique or the first thing to do if you would like to get together with someone is suggest it to them and be specific about when and where you'd like to do it. People sometimes are general, maybe because of anxiety and fear of being rejected, and say, well, let's get together again sometime. Well, that's really not that useful. Much more useful would be, let's get together this Friday at 2 p.m. for coffee at such and such a place. So be specific and uh, try to nail down getting together. Also, once you've done that and you'd like to get together again, or if you have a friendship, again, rather than ending the conversation and saying, well, it was nice speaking with you, and that's it, schedule contacting them regularly. So I have a number of friends, and with most of my friends, we have a specific day and time when we're going to speak. Usually it's uh, by phone or on Zoom. Uh, so one friend we talk every uh, Friday at 3 p.m. So we always have that in our schedule. So because we're specific, uh, it's much more likely to happen. Another practical problem people have is keeping score. <clears throat> and that means they think, well, I asked him to get together last time, so it's his turn to ask me. But that may not work because some people are just not that assertive for some of the reasons I just outlined. They might fear rejection or they might not be that organized. So if you, uh, if you want to get together, even though you've been the one who's, who has initiated getting together or speaking the last three times, 
if you want it, do it and ask. If you don't ask for what you want, you're not going to get it. So even if you uh, are always the one who asks, if the other person is interested and you enjoy getting together with them, then, uh, then ask. Another strategy is, uh, and another way to look at it, is refuse to take criticism personally. So if you're in a conversation with someone and they criticize something you say or do or disagree with you, don't use that against yourself. Don't put yourself down. Uh, you're not a bad person, even if someone criticizes you. You could have acted badly or said something poorly or had a, uh, an ignorant opinion, but that's one of your acts. It's not the total you. So rate your actions. It's okay to say, well, I could have handled that better next time, but don't rate your total self. Don't uh, judge your entire self based on the judgment of your actions. Also, one important thing that keeps relationships going and vibrant is humor. So joke around, don't be afraid to be silly. You can even memorize some one-liners and use those. So try to inject some humor into your relationships. Uh, John Gottman, a relationship author who wrote The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work, has a concept called love maps. Love maps means taking an active interest in your friend's life, past, present, and future. Ask about their career, their relationships, their interests, uh, their health, other things. So be interested in another person, and people always like it when others are interested in them because they like to talk about themselves. And a concept I've discussed before on these podcasts is unconditional other acceptance. Accept the other person as an imperfect human who acts imperfectly, even if they act badly. They're still just an imperfect human. They will always be just an imperfect human. They will never be a bad person. So if you have unconditional other acceptance, that will avoid anger, resentment, hostility on your part toward another person, and uh, friendliness and acceptance is the glue of relationships. And finally, practice a good communication skills, and I've done full podcasts on good communication skills, so you could check on that. One is called Seven Simple Ways to Improve Your Relationship, and another is Six Conflict Resolution Strategies for Intimate Relationships. By the way, I misspoke. Uh, they're not podcasts. They're Psychology Today blogs. So uh, go to psychologytoday.com, and if you want to find my blogs, look for The Three-Minute Therapist, The Three-Minute Therapist, and that will take you to uh, a bunch of my blogs and 
and the ones on communication are in there. Also, I have a book called Three Minute Therapy, which is a description of rational emotive behavior therapy. And in 14 chapters, it applies it to different problems in people's lives. And I have a website, three minutetherapy.com. The three is spelled out, not the number. And if you have any questions or you'd like to contact me, my phone number and my email address is on my website, three minutetherapy.com. Well, thank you for watching. If you have any comments or questions, uh, put it in below. Give, give me a thumbs up. Give the podcast a thumbs up if you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, we have guests from time to time intermittently and discuss a problem, then I'd be happy to help you with that problem. Uh, no extra charge. And, and uh, also subscribe to the Three Minute Therapy podcast to stay on the rational side of life.